When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Box Trick. I am your host, Matt Brady. Joining me as always is Tiffany O'Malley. Tiffany, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing okay. Tiffany just ran downstairs to grab her different mic and so <laughs> she may be a little winded here. So I'm like a hippo. <laughs> <clears throat> it's cool if I say it. <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah, Tiffany is, what do we call it? Oh, yeah, it's, I, I, I like to throw on the word lazy. She likes to throw around the word pregnant, but, you know, I guess, <laughs> uh, I guess. <laughs> I'm efficient. I'm efficient. <laughs> so, anywho. Jesus. All right. Hey, so, guys, we're back with another episode of Gotta Catch Em All, a Pokemon adventure. This time is episode five, The Big City. Yeah, we are. Uh, so we went to Lavender Town last week, and some things were awry. We got, you know, you can head to the top of that Pokemon Tower, and then they basically say, "Hey, you got to go find this thing called a Silphscope." So we're gonna mosey on over to Celadon City and uh, see what's going on. Mm. So, all right, uh, Tiffany, let's tell us all about Celadon City here. Sure thing. All right, so um, Celadon City lies to the west, past Saffron City. Um, once again, the road through Saffron City is blocked, but after fighting your way through a number of would-be Pokemon masters, you'll be able to use another underground path to bypass the guardhouse and reach the road beyond. Why is Saffron City locked up so tight? That's yet another mystery for another day. (laughs) Yeah, so we head on over to Route 8. Uh, You'll need to go west to a big city named Celadon City. While there might be a bunch of trainers blocking your way, uh, including that ridiculous four trainer line in the middle of the route. Nearly all of them can be easily avoided and you only need to fight one of them. Um, I usually just fight them all. No, <laughs> the number eight gambler. So we're looking at a strategy guide here. So it's got these numbers on it, but gambler would be number eight, which would put him. Uh, he's towards the end. Yeah. Uh, is crucial to performing the second method of the Mew glitch and should not be challenged until you are ready to perform the glitch. So there are two Pokemon in this area, and uh, one if you have red and one if you have blue, or in terms of new Pokemon, I should right. say. Yeah. And uh, none if you have yellow. Suck it, yellow. Suck it. Yeah, <laughs> feels great. So, um, because I grew up playing blue, a Pokemon that I always wanted and somehow kind of became my favorite over time is number 58 Growlithe, who I caught and immediately put in my lineup. Nice. Fire Pokemon abound around here. Red players can get a powerful Growlithe, a tough fighter with a decent fire attack and good attacking stats, who turns into Pokemon uh, into Reds, t- one of t- Red's toughest brawlers when you power him up into Arcanine with a Firestone. But you may want to wait until it learns the very powerful fire attack 
flamethrower at level 50, which is pretty far. So number 58, Growlithe has a superb sense of smell. Once it smells anything, this Pokemon won't forget the scent no matter what. It uses its advanced olfactory sense to determine the emotions of other living things. And if you have Pokemon Blue... So blue players can get the number 37 Vulpix, which is so cute. Mm-hmm. They're like two dog types kind of like looking. You know what I mean? Yeah, Vulpix like a fox, I think. Dog realm. Come on. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> All right. So you can get the nine-tailed Firefox Vulpix like Growlithe. It evolves into its final form with the aid of a fire stone. Good thing we're heading to the city. Mm-hmm. Vulpixes may not be as offensively tough as Growlithe, but they are a bit quicker and they learn a good move for trapping fire spin, which mm-hmm. is basically the fire version of rap. And it's sick. It is because rap is annoying because it continues God. forever sometimes. Mm-hmm. And when you add fire to it, I mean, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And uh, you can get that move as soon as level 42 hits. So, um, you can use the Firestone then, and you'll have a tough and versatile, good all-around nine tails. But you might want to gain its level-up moves as a Vulpix first. So number 37, Vulpix. At the time of its birth, Vulpix has one white tail. The tail separates into six if this Pokemon receives plenty of love from its trainer. The six tails become magnificently curled. Hmm. Yeah. So, and then there is a an Aloha version of Vulpix where it's like white. I don't know what it is. It's in Sun and Moon, but um, Arcanine and Nine Tails, who they essentially turn into, are two very powerful Pokemon later on. Um, I think Nine Tails has height. There's like more like special attack, and Growlithe or Arcanine is more like physical attack. Yeah. Um, take yeah. Take down is the move you're going to use if you have um, an Arcanine. So, okay, some of the people you can encounter on Route 8. This is a huge graph here. So, if you have, let's see here. If you have Pokemon Red, you have a 35% chance of Pidgey, 20% chance of Ekans. That's red only there. 25% of Mankey, which is also red only. 20% of Growlithe. If you have Pokemon Blue, 35% chance of Pidgey, 20% of Sandshrew, and a 25% of Meowth and a 20% of Vulpix. And those last three are all blue exclusive. Then if you have Pokemon Yellow, you have a 40% chance of Pidgey, 10% chance of Pidgeotto. Really, that's a lot of Pidgeottos I'm seeing in Yellow. Yeah. It's real common. It is. Uh, um, 15% chance of Rattata, and a 20% chance of Abra, with a 5% chance of Kadabra. What? Yeah, I guess I just like to give you all these, uh, you know... Mid mid form Pokemon. So, all right. So then you head on over to Route Seven, and it's not very big. Oh, there he is, guys. (laughs) There he is. While (laughs) I guess I should uh, interject here. I mean, we caught a couple of things. Mm -hmm. So um, you said you caught a Growlithe already. I um, caught a Vulpix. Yeah. And this is where my little Charmeleon evolved. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so I got myself a Charizard. So let's let's pull up Charizard. Oh, what number is he? He's number nine, I think. Mm, I don't know for sure. No, Blastoise is number nine. That would make him number uh, six. 
Yeah, number six, Charizard. Charizard flies around the sky in search of powerful opponents. It breathes fire of such great heat that it melts anything. However, it turns its fiery breath on any opponent weaker than itself. Uh, Charizard is fire and flying. You add in that that flying type to Charizard. And that gives it a weakness to electric. So that is something to keep in mind. And then later games, you can mega evolve Charizard into dragon type, I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because he's a dragon. Charizard's sick. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. He's sick. (laughs) And he learns fly, which is huge. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So here we go. On route seven, you have a 35% chance of Pidgey in red and blue, 40% chance of Pidgey. Uh, Pidgey in yellow, 10% chance of, uh, actually I'm looking at all these and they're all pretty much the same. The only difference is Oddish in here. Yeah. Uh, in red, you can catch an Oddish on this route and, and blue, you can catch a Bellsprout. So, okay. Let's talk about the underground path, which is also kind of hanging out here, Tiffany. Yeah. All right. So the many roads to Saffron city are all blocked once again. So you pass through the challengers and catch yourself a Pokemon or two. Take the tunnel connecting routes seven and eight. You never know what people have misplaced in the dim lighting mm-hmm. of the underground path. So if you had a chance to get that item finder, um, it'll tell you if something's nearby. So take the time to explore a little bit. There's an excellent chance you might find something valuable like an elixir or a nugget. The nugget is in the second row. The elixir in the bottom row. So. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, the item fighter starts being uh, really useful now because you can start finding a lot of stuff. And most of the stuff you find with the item finder is never anything like a key or anything, but it's just, yeah, yeah things like rare candies, nuggets, um, and all that stuff, which is, you know, really important later on and yeah, stuff like that. And you're going to need all that cash. We're going to start spending it here at the gambling center. So, oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, all right. Next up, Celadon City. The underground path takes you to Route 7, which leads straight into Celadon City. This booming metropolis has everything a Pokemon collector might need, from a department store, a much bigger Pokemart, to a game corner for entertainment. If you've got the time to spare and want to build up your team, there's a wealth of Pokemon hiding in the tall grass just outside the city. This is also your chance to get a fire-type Pokemon if you need one on your team, although it may not be so strong for much of your in-game. Growlithe for red and Vulpix for blue. Um, so we talked a little bit about this, but I guess it kind of hits it up again here. So what's up with the Saffron City? I don't know, man. So every road is blocked. Do you understand that every road is blocked? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no one knows why. All the guard posts at the gate are to keep people out. What's being hidden? And in any case, all the guards, they're thirsty, guys. Mm-hmm. And thirsty back in the 90s doesn't mean what thirsty means today. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. All right. So perhaps there's something in Celadon City that could help this situation. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, your local Pokemon Mart is great for quick shopping trips. But if you want to talk about selection, nothing meets the Celadon department store. I feel like I'm reading mm-hmm. an ad for them. <laughs> I know, yeah. With five floors of everything a shopper could conceivably desire, it's a must-see for Pokemon must-see. trainers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fight the crowds to stock up on supplies and perhaps even solve a few of your few of your ongoing problems. Oh my yeah. god. This doc is absolutely amazing. <laughs> I know. 
So yeah, when we come over here, Celadon City, pretty big. There's like to get around it, you got to kind of take some weird paths here. Um, some notes later, if you've got a rod, um, you've got you can catch a polywhirl or a slowpoke. I didn't know that. That's still old rod. No, no I was that, gonna say. Yeah, the only thing you can catch with an old rod is a magic carp. No matter right. where you're, no matter where you're at. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, but yeah, so. you can come back. So yeah, you can go back to old places later that have water. Like you can actually go back to the Misty's gym and fish and stuff like that. So really, okay, yeah. So yeah, the uh, big city here—they don't get much bigger than Celadon City. This Pokemon Megalopolis. Okay, hold on a second here. Okay. As someone who has played SimCity on the SNES, yeah. I will note that there is a big difference between a metropolis and a megalopolis. Okay. Okay. Those, those are two different. Those are two different sizes of cities. So this <laughs> this guide that we're pulling a lot of this stuff from, a little shady in it. It was a metropolis. Now it's a megalopolis. So. <laughs> I'm going to say is that if you go play SimCity on the SNES, Mr. Wright would have something to say about that. So. Oh, my God. Right. Anywho, yeah, this Pokemon Megalopolis is home to the massive Celadon department store, a much bigger version of the Pokemart, where you can buy all sorts of enhancements for your Pokemon and items to help you on your quest. Make sure you also check out the far right side of the town. When you walk over, you'll see a bunch of trees that lead to a dead end. Go up as far as you can until you hit a tree. Inside that tree is a PP up. <laughs> okay. And uh, which increases the Pokemon's move PP slightly. Can be used a maximum of three times per move. So hold on a second here. Yeah. First of all, I guess it's okay to enhance your Pokemon's during battle. That sounds okay. like you're just pumping them full of steroids. I'm surprised that think... the Indigo... I'm surprised the Indigo League lets that go on. I mean, it's just... It's roid rage, is mm -hmm. it not? It's yeah, roid should, rage. Yeah, should they be disqualified? Should there be an asterisk asterisk by their name when they make when they win the league championship? <laughs> be like, yeah, he won, but <laughs> mm -hmm. then later it says it's talking. So, or you could read it as enhancements, and then it's talking about PP up. Okay, yeah, I didn't realize it was that kind of enhancements. We're enhancing it all, friend, yeah. all of it. Yeah, yeah. So, just interesting here. Okay. <laughs> We're mature. Mm -hmm. Moving on. Okay. Southwest of the city, you'll find the Celadon Gym, the place where you can go and get the rainbow badge mm -hmm. and a casino that's home to shh, Team Rocket and their secret Pokemon trafficking operations. And in charge of it all is a shadowy figure of Giovanni, the man who is currently in possession of the Sylph scope you've been looking for. Whoa. This is the Silscope. <laughs> yeah, this is the Silscope you've been looking for. Yeah, so um, I was walking around and talking to some of the people in the town and uh, just uh, just wanted to, I wrote down some of their lines here. One guy says, yes. the game corner is bad for this city's image. And Ooh. then there was a girl I ran into and she was like, I caught a coughing, but when it gets angry, it breathes poison like not like oh it breathes smoke it literally breathes poison poison yeah might not be you know like the best kind of a th i don't think i would want a pokemon that quite literally breathed poison i don't i don't i mean i feel like you would get secondhand poison mm-hmm yeah, so not good guys. Yeah, not good. Maybe something oh. to investigate later. But all right, let's go ahead and talk about this Celadon Mansion, uh, who yes. is a very private resident here. 
Once you gain the surf ability from HM03, you'll be able to float across the little pond in the center of the town on a Pokemon's back. You'll receive TM41, which is soft boiled, from the private resident. Not a bad reward for a short swim, but you can only teach it to a Chansey. Soft boiled restores half of the user's maximum HP, but you can you can also use it outside of battle to restore some hp of another pokemon in the party at the cost of its own hp never knew that interesting although i would never use a chancy so i guess that's yeah. why but that's good to know yeah. uh the, lar- the large building in the top center of the town uh is celadon mansion the mansion's current tenants are none other than game freak the people who make the game uh the team <laughs> that developed pokemon have you ever talked to them it's really they tell yeah you and I actually, when I was playing this, uh, Marty was sitting in the chair across from me, and I was like, you know what I never noticed growing up? I was like, the developers put themselves into the game. And he's mm-hmm. like, really? I was like, yeah. I always yeah. forget until I, until I walk up there. And I think and that's then, great. <laughs> and one of them says, come back when you've caught them all. Right. And I can't remember what he gives you. but I don't uh, know. I'm sure I mean, maybe we'll, we could, we could, we we're going to find it. out. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people were like, oh, that's a Mew. That's like a Mew thing. Later, you get Mew or something. I can't remember. Hmm. But growing up, I think that's what it was. Um, the team leader promises a ward if you bring him a completed Pokedex. You can get your hands on something right now. So if you catch all 151, including Mew, that would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can get your hands on something right now if you sneak into the back of the top floor. It's an Eevee, the only one in the game you can um, get normally, as your rival will have one in yellow. Since you can power it up with stones available in the department store, it should be a powerful addition to your roster, but it starts. Um, but since it starts level 25, you're going to have to train it a little bit. So I believe Tiffany and I both grabbed our EVs. I have I put mine right into my uh, into my bank. Normally, I power them up into Jolteon, like right out right then, but I was kind of like, I might not, might just not. I, mean, I might oh, yeah? go to like Vaporeon or Flareon this time. Not that I'm okay. going to use them because Flareon's like terrible, but yeah, um, I yeah, uh, so- I. I put mine on my team. And you went yep. with Vaporeon? I did. Yeah. Because I didn't have a strong water type. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. okay, here. So, let's... I'm going to scroll down here. Sure thing. And, and we'll go ahead and hit up the Pokemon you can get in this town. That'll include Porygon. Um, so, Eevee. As yellow players have learned from their many confrontations with your rival, Eevee in its basic configuration is not especially powerful with its not so great stats and sluggish move pool. But the good news is that you can use a stone to power up Eevee into something much more powerful right away. It won't keep Eevee from learning any good skills, and you can make Eevee specialize in whatever type your roster is lacking. Give it a lot of thought. There's only one Eevee you'll ever get, and if you want to complete your Pokedex, it's required that you use another game to get two Eevees that evolve into other into the other two evolutions to transfer into the version you want to come so if you go ahead and read Vaporeon there, I'll uh, pull up the, their Pokedex information here. Oh, sure. So um, number 134, Vaporeon, which is the one that I went with. So the mm-hmm. Waterstone turns Eevee into Vaporeon, the toughest ooh, of the Eevee mm-hmm. forms on defense, yeah. but none too shabby on offense either. Water type Pokemon are extremely valuable in the late game and Vaporeon has one of the best special stats of any water type. Good to know. <clears throat> if you've saved TM11, which contains Bubble Beam, I did. Vaporeon will be immediately useful and even more powerful uh, soon after when you get Surf, which is HM3. Celadon City even lets you access 
the Ice Beam TM13, uh huh, which we'll will get, make we'll get, we'll get to that yeah. <laughs> a lethal threat, even to Erica's grass types that normally have an advantage against water types. Mm-hmm. With its impressive mix of defense and offense, Vaporeon is sure to make a huge splash. Yeah. So, all right, here, <laughs> just going to get it pulled up here. Eevee number 133. Eevee has an unstable genetic makeup that suddenly mutates due to the environment in which it lives. Radiation from various stones causes this Pokemon to evolve. And then, of course, later, Eevee has tons of evolutions. Uh, one, Eevee has eight evolutions. Uh, if you consider other games, you have Vaporeon, Jolteon, Flareon, who we'll get to here in a second. Umbreon, yeah. the dark type one, which is sick. And I think all you have to do for that one is evolve Eevee at, at night. Espeon, which is Eevee's just normal. That would be, I think, Eevee's just straight evolution, mm-hmm. um, which is a psychic type. And I believe to get it to do that, you just have to get Eevee's like, to like you, because in the other games, there's like a liking thing. Um, Glaceon, who is probably my second favorite, Evolution, Leafeon, and the new Sylveon, which is the fairy type EB. So, and then, okay, I guess we'll go ahead and do Vaporeon. Vaporeon underwent a spontaneous mutation and grew fins and gills that allow it to live underwater. This Pokemon has the ability to freely control water. All right, so going down to my favorite Pokemon when I was a kid, number 135, Jolteon. The Thunderstone creates Jolteon, one of the game's fastest Pokemon. It's about the second fastest, I believe, to Zapdos. Jolteon's impressive, special, and awesome critical hit rate, thanks to its speed, makes this electric type truly terrifying. Make sure you've saved TM24 Thunderbolt if you're planning on using it. It has a few interesting coverage moves like Double Kick and Pin Missile, which is nice because Pin Missile is a bug type, which bug beats Psychic. So that's something to think about later. But its attack is so pitiful. Just stick to blasting things with Thunderbolt and paralyzing things with Thunder Wave. I hate uh, Jol- Thunder Wave. I do too. <laughs> Jolteon cells generate at a low-level electricity. This power is amplified by the static electricity of its fur, enabling the Pokemon to drop Thunderbolts the bristling fur is made of electrically charged needles. All right, Tiffany, you want to hit up Flareon? Sure thing, friend. Okay, number 136, Flareon. Flareon, <laughs> this is sad, mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. red-headed stepchild of the Eevee evolutions ever disowned by Game Freak. Flareon comes with an incredible attack stat, but all it can use it with are normal-type attacks, and without a stab which all fire-type attacks use the user's special stat. It mm-hmm. only hits about as hard as Eradicate or a Pidgeot. Mm. Yeah. Meanwhile, its special is good for the most part. It only gets the very weak Ember and no better fire-type moves until much later on in the game. Defensively, poor overall bulk and low speed gives it real problems both against strong opponents and overlong ru- over long routes and fire types themselves aren't that reliable in game by the time it learns fire blast or flamethrower there are almost no opponents fire is good against unless you need the pokedex entry or you just feel sorry for it you're best off passing up flareon it's commonly considered the worst ev evolution of the three in competitive play and maybe the worst of them all due to its said low speed and bad typing. 
Sad tweet. Sad here. Uh, Flareon 136. Flareon's fluffy fur has a functional purpose. It releases heat into the air so its body does not get excessively hot. This Pokemon's body temperature can rise to a maximum of 1,650 degrees Fahrenheit or some amount Celsius if I knew that conversion, which I don't so then, this is america guys mm-hmm. so then <laughs> in the game center you can earn enough coins to get yourself a number 137 porygon porygon who can be acquired through coin redemption isn't the toughest pokemon but his trademark skill conversion which makes porygon the same type as his opponents has some interesting possibilities it has a great move pool thanks to its tms and its ability to sweep but its stats are poor because it's always unreliable to gain coins by gambling. <laughs> um, it is better to directly buy all the coins you need to get Porygon instead of trying to get it with the slot machines. Porygon cost uh, 6,500 coins in blue and 9,999 in red. Oh, that's weird. Which that is means weird. 130,000 in blue and roughly 200,000 Pokebucks in red. If you think about that, it's not much. Uh, it's not that much. Now there's this the the strategy guide entry here for this is mm-hmm. really weird it's like all over the place because mm-hmm. then it, basically it says it's like not worth it because the thing but then it says it's not really that much considering you can just go to the indigo plateau and defeat the elite four like six times so it's just kind of weird the way that the strategy guide has that written, it is interesting but, uh, but it was huh. the 90s so true um yeah i've never i've gotten porygon before but i've never used him and i don't really care to yeah same mm-hmm same so going yeah. so back up, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do we do the gym? Yeah. Nope. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna go up. We're gonna yeah. We're doing the thing. So okay. Uh, sorry. Real quick here. We haven't done the mart. Nope. Okay. All right. Where are we at here? The department store or yeah, um, nope. Nope. Team, Team Rocket, Rocket activity. activity. All right. So. Yeah. Something fishy is going on in Celadon City, and it's your job to find out what. If you can't put your finger on it at first, start your detective work by grabbing a bite at the local diner and see what's up. Some some might point you in the right direction. Others would mislead you. Of the two side-by-side buildings at the bottom of the town, the building on the left is the diner, and next door to the diner is a warehouse operation that's shipping over 2,000 Pokemon a month with most of them being used as prizes at the Game Corner Slot Arcade. Big numbers means big money, and that mm-hmm. has Team Rocket written all over it. Yeah. Team Rocket is obviously up to something, and as the dimwit in the warehouse points out, it surely has nothing to do with the hidden switch <laughs> yeah, in the funny. poster guarded by a rocket in the Game Corner. <laughs> oh, silly. And as long as you're heading down to the casino to confirm the non-existent of the switch you might as well do some gambling make sure that you get the coin case from the gambler in the diner next door yeah so all right so now let's go ahead and let's talk about the celadon department store so this is going to be pretty much the bulk of this episode because there's a shit ton of stuff to talk about so on the second so every floor has a couple they may have like one or two vendors the second floor which is the first one you can buy stuff at the person on the left pretty much sells everything you see at other mark marts excuse me um like potions revives stuff like that so 
the vendor on the right sells some pretty interesting stuff, some TM. So you have TM32, which costs a thousand Pokebucks, and it is double team. TM33 another for a thousand as well, which is Reflect. TM02 for 2000, which is Razor Wind, which is actually a pretty sick grass move. Yep. TM07 for 2000, which is Horn Drill, which I bought and taught to my Nido King because Horn Drill is sick. It, it is. Um, it's like you, it's uh, has a PP of five and yep. you can like instantly KO people, but it yep. misses a lot. So be careful <laughs> with that. TM37 2000, which is Egg Bomb, who uses bug Pokemon. Um, or I guess maybe it's grass. <laughs> I don't know. Move sucks. TM01, which is Mega Punch, which is pretty solid, as is TM05, Mega Kick. TM09, which is Takedown, which is that awesome. It has recoil, so, right? Mm-hmm, it does have On recoil. It, so, yeah. yeah. Immediately evolving my Arcan- or Growlithe into Arcanine, just giving him that move. But I kind of want to wait for Flamethrower. Otherwise, you know, that kind of defeats the whole purpose of having a Flame type because he just has Ember. Um, yeah. And you have TM17, which is Submission, which is pretty solid for fighting Pokemon here. So, yeah. So this isn't just another lame Pokemart, right? So the Celadon department store sells all sorts of things that can't be purchased anywhere else. Talk to every clerk behind the counter to see their entire selection, and you may even receive a free sample. Second floor sells not just the usual staples, but a variety of technical machines as well. Some of the exciting ones are TM7, which we already went over as Horn Drill, and mm-hmm. can be learned by any horned Pokemon, basically like the Nidorans. And KOs instantly. We said that already. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it's accuracy. How you said it would miss all the time. 30% accuracy. Yeah. But Yikes. if it hits, it's like it, guaranteed KO. So. Yeah. They're like done. Um, and the user needs to be faster than the target to work. But you can use an X accuracy to help you. Um, TM37 Egg Bomb, which can be used by very few Pokemon, is a powerful normal type attack. Mm-hmm. TM1 and TM5 are the useful normal attacks Mega Punch and Mega Kick, which has an above average power, but their accuracy is a little inaccurate. The kick is more powerful, but less accurate than the punch with an accuracy of 70. Um, you can give this to your Jigglypuff, Clefairy, and anything else that lacks solid fire p- power. Then you have TM9 and TM17, which is takedown, normal attack, and submission, which is a fighting attack. Powerful attacks that do a portion of their damage back to the user, like we were saying, recoil. Mm-hmm. But there's so much damage that it's fucking worth it. <laughs> um, all right, so then, um, <clears throat> don't mind, it says fourth floor. Am I missing the third floor here? I don't know. Maybe I am. Um, <laughs> maybe I am. Oops. Uh, we'll see here. So anyway, on the fourth floor, I must be missing the third. I'll have to go pull that up. You can get Pokedol, the Firestone, Thunderstone, Waterstone, or Leafstone. Nope, nothing is for sale on the third floor. There you but go. The, but the second guy from the right at the counter will give you a free TM18 containing the fighter fighting type move counter. A move which, after an opponent damages the user with a normal or fighting type attack, the user will deal twice as much damage to the opponent that damaged it it can also hit ghost type pokemon which is uh, very useful for things coming up <laughs> the fourth floor sells the stones 
Uh, you'll need to evolve. We have a lot of weird stuff going on. We got PPs, we got stones. All right. You know. Enhancements. <laughs> yeah, you'll need to evolve certain Pokemon. Grab a Thunder, Fire, or Water Stone for Eevee. You'll pick up a Poke Doll or two, which will come in handy for something in Saffron City. And one will come in handy for something lace if later if you feel like doing a sequence break. Oh, I did not do that. So, all right. So, fifth floor here. This is where you can get X accuracy, guard spec, dire hit, X attack, X defend, X speed, X special, mm. HP up, protein, iron, carbose, calcium, and then there's a vending machine which you can get water, soda, or lemonade. Mm-hmm. So the fifth floor sells ability enhancers for battles and a variety of expensive supplements. We're just roiding out, guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Roiding out. Um, you can buy vitamins here, which will slightly increase a base stat of a Pokemon per intake. They come at a very expensive price, however, so prepare a huge load of money if you feel like buying a ton of them. On the other hand, there's also X items, too, and they can come very in handy um, for important battles such as gym leaders. Yeah, so what I so I mean later if you you know say do like the missing number glitch with mm-hmm. and you use nuggets so you can just yeah. sell you know make a bunch of it I you can go back and just buy as much of these and just pump them into your Pokemon to get them to all their stats like all the way up. Everybody looks like Machamp. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. Oh, Machamp, Machoke, and Machamp definitely are roiding out. So hard. Um, <laughs> all right, here finally, there's the roof. Hit the vending machine and get. One of each beverage to give to the little girl wandering around there, or any of them. Um, give her the fresh water, and she gives you TM13 Ice Beam, which I'll talk about. Oh, the Soda Pop, which gives you, um, and you can get Rock Slide, which is a powerful rock-type move. It's actually is actually probably one of the better rock moves in the game. And the yep. Lemonade, and you get TM49, which is Try Attack. However, you can only get one of each TM. So don't think about giving her a ton of fresh water so you can teach Ice Beam to as many Pokemon as possible. Also, fill up your bag with Lemonade. Like the other beverages, it can be used to heal your Pokemon. Fresh water is the most cost-effective option, uh, also giving the least amount of HP restored. Also, compare... Also, compare Super Potions to Lemonade. Lemonade is the better deal since it costs half that of a Super Potion and restores 30 more HP than it than that does. Hmm. Uh, stock up and save don't forget to buy the extra beverage to give to the border guards in order to get to saffron city so if you want to get into america and the walls <laughs> up just remember just bring lemonade that's uh that's... just bring a lemonade guys <clears throat> yeah so apparently um so how many beverages do you think you should buy matt what what, what would you say of each uh i don't know i usually just buy like i don't ever really do that i guess so because I, mean, I thought if you bought like one water and gave it to one guard doesn't he share it yeah that's what i thought so okay. i bought so i actually kind of forgot i bought one water gave it to the girl she gave me ice beam which i talked to my nido king and we'll get to that later because uh i was getting wrecked in that freaking pokemon gym because <laughs> you know i have well i mean i wasn't getting well i wasn't get, i wasn't getting wrecked but Man, we'll get we'll get to that. But that welcome to my gym too. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was tough. Not because I couldn't out damage them, but because fucking rap and rap like stun and powder, hyper potions and super and potions. paralyzed powder and rap. Yeah, same thing. So yeah. all right, here. So we're gonna talk a little bit about a game corner here. So yeah, you got the uh, game corner where you can play the slot machine. There are some tricks to it. 
but I guess you can buy a bunch of Pokemon here. So Tiffany, it looks like you bought one. I have no shame in what I've done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bought an Abra <laughs> because nice. I couldn't catch one. Yeah, so um, I guess every game has some different things here. So in yeah. red, blue, and yellow, you can get an Abra for around well, different prices for each, but all around 200 I guess. A Clefairy in red and blue, a Nidorina in red, mm. a Nidorino in blue, a Vulpix in yellow, a Wigglytuff in yellow, a Dratini in red and blue. Mm-hmm. A Scyther in red and yellow, a Pinsir in blue and yellow, and a Porygon in all three here. So I have some of the Pokedex information up here. So Scyther is blindingly fast. Its blazing speed enhances its effectiveness of the twin scythes on its forearms. This Pokemon's scythes are so effective that it can slice through thick logs in one wicked stroke. Scyther is probably the best bug type in the game. Yeah, uh, still bug. Yeah, and in silver, uh, gold and silver, he get he can turn into Caesar the sick when you get that uh, the steel type gets introduced. Nice pincer number one twenty seven is astoundingly strong. It can grip a foe weighing twice its weight, and its horns are easily and it easily lifted. This Pokemon's move set turns sluggish in cold places. I've never ever been a fan of pincer, and I never ever will be. Just I just hate the way he looks. Number 147, Dratini. Dratini <laughs> continually molds and sloughs off its cold skin. It does so because the life energy within its body steadily builds to reach uncontrollable levels. I should have grinded to get a Dratini. That way I can start working on my Dragonite. Yeah, I mean, you can always go back. Yeah, you can find you. There's a bunch of them you can find later when you go to go try and Down. get uh, like yeah. Articuno. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dragonite's so sweet. It's one of the best. Mm-hmm. One of the best. All right. Am I at the game corner here? Everything uh, seems legit. Everything seems legit. Yeah. All right. So everything seems legit in the game corner, at least at first glance. People are having fun at the slot machines and no one is making trouble. But the tough guy near the back of the room does look suspicious. Yeah. The game corner offers some hard to find Pokemon and one exclusive one, but at high prices. <laughs> you'll buy them at a high price for anybody who's a resident evil fan look at that reference you need to exchange coins for them and outside of the few hundred that you can burn from the other gamblers or find them on the ground you can only get them from buying them at the rate of 50 coins for 1000 pokebucks or winning them in slots or you can march around the room pr- um pressing uh chances are you'd get 10 coins at the very least yeah, so the slots are tricky. The machines do differ, but they go in streaks, changing frequently. So the only way to win is to spend all day putting a few coins into each machine and seeing which ones are streaking, paying 70% of the time and hold on to that machine until it runs out. You can usually get 500 coins or so out of them. Other machines retain poor odds, like 1 in 10 or so, but have a frequent high-paying bars and 7s. So if you get a bar, just stick with it while for a while, and a triple seven is probably ahead. You can redeem your coins at next door for TM15 Hyperbeam, TM23 Dragon Rage, mm-hmm. and TM50 Substitute, as well as some good Pokemon like Dratini. But they're hardly worth the amount of time you'd have to spend on slots in the game. 
So save up and buy the coins if you are trying to catch them all, which is yep. probably, I mean, to get my Abra, I mean, even just right. getting 120, you're just sitting there pressing A mm-hmm. until you, you know, get the amount you need. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's worth it. The only one you really have to get, the only one you have to get here is Porygon. You can get everyone else, everywhere mm-hmm. else, like Scyther and Pinsir, you can get in the Safari Zone. Yeah, true. So. I hate the fucking Safari Zone, so I can't wait till we get to that. <laughs> but any, uh, anyway, here's a helpful tip to earn coins. Bet three coins. Count as accurate as you can from one. As soon as you hit three, press A once. As soon as you hit five, press A again. As soon as you hit seven, press A one more time. This should get an average profit of 1.14 coins per spin, and you should win 38% of the time. Buy your sh- coins. Just buy them. Yeah, you <laughs> win... When you should win at a rate that is less than 50%, that means that you're not going to be always winning at a rate of 38%. And 38% isn't even a good rate to be winning at. So yeah. don't gamble. Don't do it. Yeah. Um, okay, here. So before we get to the gym battle, I oh, I found one other note here. Um, so these, I, I think these are some people off to the side when I was going to go get fly. Okay. Um, there was like some trainers or there was something where there was a girl and her it was like, there's a girl on her. Oh no, they were inside. Like I think the Pokemon center, okay. there's like a girl and, and she's like with her boyfriend and her. Brother, oh yeah. And yeah, they, yeah, ha- yeah they had yeah, some, yeah. they had some very interesting things and like, she's just like standing there and the boyfriend's like the brother's like, well, this is lame. And the boyfriend's like, why did she bring him? I just, I found that funny. And then some other trainer, I was like a girl <laughs> trainer came up to me and she's like, aren't you a peeping Tom? I was like, Oh, this is an Erica's gym. It's like you came up to me. Jeez. Yes. No. Well, no. The guy, the guy outside the gym was looking in. He's like, "There's a lot of girls in there." Oh yeah. Oh, and I forgot to mention that one of the game, <laughs> one of the game freak designers. I'm looking at my, my other notes here. Um, yeah. was like he he like talking about character models. He's like, "Yeah, I really like Erica. Oh, and Misty. Oh, and Sabrina." It's like, whoa, <laughs> like real weird. Oh, jeez. <laughs> some weird stuff in this game so uh uh yeah so all right here so let's go ahead and talk about gym number four with erica yes so erica's gym friends for once the real action in town is somewhere other than the gym but you could go either after erica immediately or wait until you investigate the game corner and maybe get some training and no matter which version you're playing Erica's assembled a nasty team of three high-level grass-type Pokemon to contend with. Yeah, Erica and her junior trainers make for one of the easiest gyms to defeat since grass-type Pokemon have so many weaknesses. The weaknesses to fire is something red and blue players are in a better position to exploit, but everyone can take advantage of the fact that their own grass-type um pokemon are basically invulnerable to enemy grass types of course that goes both ways so your pokemon better know some non-grass techniques to break stalemate such as wrap cut or takedown or you're in for some long matches also uh, if you've managed to stock up on tm13 ice beam works great which is what i did after i was like all right i'm sick of this because my arcanine or my Growlithe doesn't really have like a high special attack Mm-hmm. And he only has Ember, and I was like, "This is doing no damage," and you're just getting wrecked. <laughs> so I was like, even using Blastoise, who's like level forty, um, mm-hmm. you just get stun spored and like go to sleep and like putting all the stuff. I was like, "This is lame. This is lame." And then they can hit yeah. me with grass. They get me with grass moves. So I was like, "All right, well, I'll just get to teach Ice Beam to Nidoking, and then I just, you know, 
walked through it but yeah, yeah. definitely i had to def- definitely took me a couple battles before i was like all right i'm gonna try something else um <laughs> anyway here so yeah you can teach ice beam with your pokemon uh yeah so you can get up the line there does does good does good things against grass types <laughs> yep it does <laughs> All right. So another type that's helpful against grass is uh, psychic. If you could, if you have one, right? Well, uh, uh, butterfree. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, due to the common um, secondary poison type. And if you don't have a strong psychic type, you should take this opportunity to get them some experience before you end up relying on them in the Pokemon tower. Flying type Pokemon also have a great advantage. Pidgeot and Fero can use wing attack and drill peck. And you can also use Fire-type Pokemon, such as Vulpix, Growlithe, and Charizard, who is also a secondary flying type. While the game does say that ground-type moves are effective against dual grass and poison types, it's actually false, however. Mm -hmm. So the above options are better. Be sure to bring some Ethers or Elixirs if you don't want to make repeated trips to the Pokemon Center to refill the 10 PP. Mm-hmm. Victory earns you the Rainbow Badge, which allows you to command Pokemon that are as high as level 50 and TM21 Mega Drain, a rather low-powered pl- yet useful absorb-like technique that can be learned by all Grass-type Pokemon and a small handful of others, including Ghastly and Ekans. So I did not put my Pokedex information in here. Retro. Oh, I have it at the end. I put it after. Oh, okay. I the, yeah, I, just, I did. Yeah. I did too. Since we're kind of doing two different things this yeah. this round, so my team after beating Erica and I did. I uh, went to the gym before I did. Uh, I, did I did as well. Went to Giovanni. Mm-hmm. Um. So my team was uh, level twenty five Nidorina, level thirty one Pikachu, level thirty eight Charizard, level twenty Clefairy, level eighteen Farfetch, level fourteen Voltorb. Um, time eighteen thirty eight. Pokedex twenty six. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I just. Yeah. I did mine all afterwards here. So. Uh. Yeah. I guess Tiffany, you have some more notes here before we get to the Team Rocket hideout. And then I went crazy. I evolved my Eevee into Vaporeon. I evolved Pikachu into Raichu. I evolved Clefairy to Clefable, and I evolved Nidorina into Nidoqueen. Okay. <laughs> All right, so your saluthing has landed you in the middle of a huge team rocket operation headed by a sinister figure known as Giovanni. The man in the slick suit at the rear of the game corner is actually guarding the entrance to a secret underground lair. Giovanni has a prototype sylph scope that can identify the ghost back at Pokemon Tower. Don't let him escape. Yeah, so the team rocket hideout. Uh, take down the... T- the- take down the rocket in front of the poster whose Pokemon stats. Oh, never mind. They're not to the right. Cause I don't have them in, in the dock. Um, once he leaves <laughs> to alert the other rockets, flip the switch to reveal a secret staircase, including the team rockets underground hideout, which I thought was funny. Cause it's like, Hey, there's a, sw- there's a secret switch here. I should push it. <laughs> it's like, it's like what it said. Like, yes. That's, you should always do that. Anytime you see a secret switch, always push it. Push the button. Yeah. The key to re- reaching Giovanni's office is literally that a key. The lift key, which operates the elevator on the fourth floor down from the entrance, follow the stairways, um, make your way through the maze, and battle rockets uh, in the upper left corner of, I believe, uh, stairways, the third floor, to get the key. 
There are valuable items and Team Rocket members everywhere, and it's wise to take your time to deal with all of them before you leave. So, yeah, this is this is the for those of you guys who are like, oh, yeah, I remember that part. This is the part where you have all of the the floor tiles that like spin mm-hmm. you and throw you through a maze. Yeah, you got a lot of stuff to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says for starters at the bottom right planting pot in the entrance holds a hidden PP up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sections of the basement are covered in special tiles that move automatically from one place to the other. You can't control the movement, but the arrows in the tiles show you which direction they'll take you while the checkboard tiles stop you in your tracks. Um, so you just kind of have to like, look where you're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's not tough to get around, but if you do it's make really a wrong not. turn, you'll usually end up back at common crossroads. Yeah. Yeah. So if that happens, just pick a different path and try again. Also, if you're looking for some extra cash, search around near for TM10 and you'll find a secret nugget. The nugget is directly next to TM10 to the right. TM10 contains double edge, a powerful normal type attack, but also damages the user per use. A great move to teach your Pokemon if you cannot afford teaching Body Slam to them. Yeah. So once you have the elevator working, fight... uh... The, the fight a team rocket on B1 to get out of the hideout and heal your Pokemon before you fight the bosses. Things differ a bit on the bottom floor. Yellow players get a second visit from Jesse and James, while red and blue players have to defeat two extra guards at the door. This shouldn't be tough to nope. face. So then you get a fight, Giovanni. Team Rocket must have gotten word that you were coming. In the yellow version, Jesse and James aren't just going to let you waltz into the office and confront Giovanni, and neither will the guards in red or blue. Besides, they're eager for revenge since you stopped them at Mount Moon. In yellow, Jesse and James will have their traditional team ready, but the coughing, Ekans, and Meowth won't be very strong at this point. If you have ground or psychic-type Pokemon, this battle should be a piece of cake. The guards in red and blue versions will have some ground and poison types at their disposable. Water and grass will deal with the ground types, and ground and psychic types will take care of the poison types. I do think... uh really funny one of the guards at some point said like intruder alert and i just thought it would have been a lot more funny had he uh, had he said in all caps stranger danger <laughs> so anyway that been here. Great. Anyway, yes. here. yeah so the uh, battle with giovanni yeah so after you defeat the rocket grunts you go forward to face the rocket boss the boss himself isn't tough so you should do fine against him giovanni has an onyx and a rhyhorn in all three versions of the game, but in red and blue, he will also come at you with a Kangaskhan. Mm-hmm. In the yellow game, his third Pokemon will be a Persian. But no matter which pack you're playing, his Pokemon will be around levels 25 to 27, which is not strong at all. Not really. Um, so strong water, grass, or ice type Pokemon should be all you'll need to knock out his team. After you fight, you'll receive the Sylph Scope, which is required in a fight with the ghost at the top of Pokemon Tower. Um, Check the machine Giovanni was standing in front of to find a hidden super potion. Yeah. So, all right, Tiffany, your team at the end. Okay. Um, So, my team at the end is a 27 Nido Queen, 32 Raichu, 39 Charizard, 22 Clefable, 25 Vaporeon, and I should mention that I snuck off to a side and caught a Doduo. Mm-hmm. So that is a level 20 time of 20.05. Now, I will admit I left my uh, 
my DS running while I grab some laundry. So my time skyrocketed. Yeah. <laughs> and my Pokedex is at 33. Yeah. Wow. Tiffany's a little bit ahead of me. My Pokedex <laughs> is at 26. I have a level 23 Gow- Growlithe, a level 9 Pidgey, because I just refuse to replace them. I just never <laughs> have any reason to use them. A level 31 Nato King, a level 42 Blastoise, a level 18 Oddish, and a level 26 Raichu. And my time is around 10 minutes so all right guys well that is it (laughs) or 10 hours excuse me (laughs) i was like dang you're fat yeah um yeah so yeah so um that's it for this week next week we are doing saffron city and the pokemon tower um tiffany where can people find you on the internet all right. So you can find me on the internet on Twitter at Tiff Swish underscore flick. Very, very active on there. Um, you can also listen to me on Swish and Flick and all Harry Potter podcasts doing a reread of Harry Potter series. Matt, we are so close to Prisoner of Azkaban right now. I know. It's getting which crazy. I'm, which I'm excited for because that's my favorite book. Yeah. It's a lot of people's favorite books. So my if least you're... favorite movie but my favorite oh book. interesting well i mean not that we really want to dive into a lot about harry potter here but it's it's the most different from the uh mm-hmm. yeah so i didn't really care that much for the movie especially anyway. if it's your favorite book you're going to be more critical of the movie i get it i yeah. get it i mean it's okay i mean they're all good so true um yeah so we're doing that so if you're interested in reread come join us and download and it's awesome and you can also find me on Rebel Watch, an all Star Wars podcast. And I am doing a journey through Star Wars with Ezra Kirk, the mm-hmm. captain himself, the Jedi Master. Mm-hmm. And we're breaking down the movies and getting deep and sweaty. Yeah. So you can find me anywhere on the internet at Super Gains Bros. That is my Instagram and Twitter. And real quick, before I get to all my other stuff, I want to say thank you. Uh, I feel like my Twitter. Um, is mostly getting hit up from people for box trick, which is really cool. And yeah. also I feel like a lot of indie developers have been following me on Twitter lately. So if you are an indie developer and you have a game, you would like us to talk about um, just like message me and say, Hey, like check this out because I'm always looking for cool indie games. And a lot of people right now are doing really cool, like 16 bit games and stuff like that and so like i don't know i retweet a lot of stuff because i think it looks cool and so then i i I don't know just been getting followed a lot by indie indie developers and hey like we have a platform would love to help you out so uh yeah and after that um i'm also on rebel watch uh host there tiffany's on that as well then i also do a game of thrones podcast called bend the knee we're doing a reread of the epic series and uh yeah guys i got a, i got a i got a couple of things to add that i mm-hmm. just now remembered because you know pregnancy yeah. brain i need to give a couple of shout outs um yeah. at adam tiger bomb on twitter yeah. said to us thanks for giving us an awesome gaming podcast like box trick 
I've really been enjoying it the past couple of months. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, yeah and I want to uh, say thank you again to Philip over at the Level 99 RPG Talk. He also does another. He I works with some guy. I haven't dived a lot into it. They It's like Switch RPG podcast or something like that. It's super cool. Um, it's a really cool website anyway. It's just all about RPGs that are coming to the Switch. Um, nice. And also last week, I think I said his name was Vincent. Because uh, I was like in a hurry. So if I did say that, I apologize. But I think I looked it up on. <laughs> air can't really remember anyway his name is philip so i want to give him another shout out and say thanks for having me yeah. on his podcast i think he posts his episodes on thursdays so cool. you, so you can listen to that over there and then uh, i did a poll on twitter this week yeah yeah so guys i'm gonna do polls all the time i think it's i don't know i love polling I like on them. twitter i do too so i did a poll of favorite favorite pokemon red and blue starter so you had squirtle charmander bulbasaur um coming in third place was bulbasaur with 14 percent coming surprising. in second place was squirtle with 42 percent and friends you have spoken the people have spoken <sighs> charmander is the favorite with 44 yeah. percent with a total of 43 votes and a 24-hour wow. time period that's uh i will say that that is not surprising uh <laughs> it's surprising Charman- me to be that honest that charmander is number one it's not surprising but i bet if you were to take that poll worldwide it would be a much either a much closer split because in japan um they got the know, green they got yeah. green and so i really wonder if they are much uh closer to say i wonder if like bulbasaur is the you know, like one they don't care about or Squirtle is the one they don't care about as much over there. So. Interesting. 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 So yeah. I think what I'm going to do, Matt, I believe this episode is probably going to drop on Thursday. Yes. Yeah. From now. Yeah. Um, whenever the episode drops, Matt's going to text me and let me know. I'm going to do another poll. And last time I did favorite starter. This time I'm going to do best. Okay. Best yeah. starter, which is very, it could be very different. What it's people very- think is it is it is very different uh that is yeah that's a totally different thing because you have to think about things like um yeah i actually yeah well since you're launching the poll i'll go ahead and say i think that the best starter (laughs) in the game is actually bulbasaur because he's the best he's i think he's the top of his class so i think he's the best grass type pokemon yeah 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 and there's not really a lot of other good grass type Pokemon. And then there's so there's good replacements for Charizard or, um, you know, Charizard or yeah. Blastoise because like Lapras is pretty solid as a yes. water type. Yeah. Um, you know, even like and then there's other things like, well, you've got like Dragonite who can learn Surf, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, you know, and then you've got like Articuno who's, you know, ice type, but, you know, a lot of ice ice moves and stuff like that and then fire you've got moltres so yeah yeah so i would so i would probably say and i probably i would and then early on you look at the gyms you've got oh yeah oh yeah yeah so you're not even facing a tough gym with this pokemon with with uh i guess venusaur or bulbasaur or whatever until like mm-hmm. wait until you get to like the last gym in the game so yeah, yeah i would probably and you get solar beam which is sick so yeah yeah it's something to think about for sure. So get your ideas ready. Yeah. So, right. okay. Anyway, that's my prediction. So, uh, yeah, well guys, that's it. That's 
pretty much everything we do. So we'll be back next week. Now, this month, there are some games dropping. I haven't decided if I'm going to be getting Hero Warriors the second it comes out. There's yeah. Tropical Freeze. Yeah. So I'm going to go tropical freeze right away. Uh, Hyrule warriors. I'm going to put a pin in for a second. Yeah. Street, the the street fighter collection is coming out and I'm a little more, it's kind of more in, in my alley. So yeah. Anywho guys, as always, thanks for listening.